Welcome to Electrepreneur Secrets, the electric podcast. I'm your host, Clay Newmeyer, as always with my esteemed host, uh, co-host rather, Joseph Lucani. Mm. And Joseph's a little bit emotional about this topic today. We're mm. very passionate about this. We're talking about some really, really important stuff, your process and role play, or as I would commonly say, process with my nice <laughs> Canadian accent. Guys, we're here five days a week to help you master sales, simplify pricing and deliver premium level service. That is our mission. And our vision is much greater than that. Uh, a worldwide group of elitist premium service providers. We want you to join us. So welcome to the show. If it's your first time, please know that we were also streaming live to our Facebook group, Electrepreneur Secrets Facebook group, where you can actually be in on the action, be engaging with us during the show, asking questions, getting answers, and even setting up, uh, setting us up for the next topics. Joseph, how the hell are you, man? I'm feeling amazing today. We had a roundtable support session earlier that just touched me to my core. And I could not be prouder of one of our students. And it's just, it's literally like, as soon as I got off, I mean, I may do it again, but as soon as I got off that session and you and I were talking, I just, I started having weeping tears of joy. Like I was literally so <laughs> tough. I couldn't help it. And I'm sorry to chuckle at you, man. It's not at you, it's with you. And it's just because every day we're on here, it feels like at some point we're speaking Mm -hmm. to how the process protects people's employees, gives them a backbone to understanding and staying strong with something that can help them and help your business grow, but also Mm -hmm. disconnect from the heart. So they're not just speaking through the accumulation of their skills, experience, and personality, Mm -hmm. hoping that the person on the other end, the client in this case, likes you. Mm-hmm. By having that process, we can disconnect from that and thus work on it as like a machine, something we need to troubleshoot. So if they get a mm-hmm. no, if it goes wrong, it doesn't have to be so personal. Mm-hmm. But as we were just discussing before the show, for you, it's always personal. Yeah. You mind if I touch on that? Go ahead. So the reason why it's so personal to me is when I designed this process, it's an amalgamation of almost every training I'd ever been a part of over all the years that I studied, all the books that I read, everything that I did. But this process literally saved me. Like it was one of those things that like, if it wasn't for this process, I would not be here, but I would also not be the man that I am today. And when I got to hear someone saying the process, perfectly. Like just from the top of their head, it made me feel so overjoyed because I realized the real impact that you and I get to do into this industry. And it it was just, it really was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So big shout out to Edwin. Edwin's uh, watching live tonight, today, this morning. I don't know why I just said tonight, but Edwin's in there. Uh, Let's go, Edwin. Great job, man. I was Mm -hmm. there. I got to overhear that as well, working diligently on the sidelines, but just an incredible Mm -hmm. performance. And to be honest, the first time we ever hear people speak through this stuff, it's always edgy. It's always robotic. Mm -hmm. It's never fluid. It's never perfect. But practice makes perfect. Amen. Repetition is the father of learning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we find that some people will come into a program actually, and I've seen this in all sorts of coaching programs that I've been a part of, taught, um, training that we've led, but people Mm -hmm. will go and feel like, you know what, we will jump this cliff, we'll take this leap of faith, we're going to pay for this training. 
And somehow for some people that then reaches this gap where they actually kind of justify like, okay, I paid for it. So it's okay now. Like that yeah, it's like, it I, I paid for a trainer I'm taking care of now. Right. 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 But it's the activity that truly gets the results. Mm-hmm. And it's that old adage. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So it's just so incredible when you see horses at the water taking all they can in to keep that metaphor going. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's true. And at the end of the day, it's, it's always fascinated me how some people will be able to go and join a program and pay thousands of dollars to learn from different mentors across the world, but then not take action on any of the things those mentors are saying. So when you see someone who not only takes action, but takes at the all-star level, it really is a beautiful thing. It really, really, really is. And it's, it's made me honored to be in the position that I am. Yeah, definitely. And so we know when, the, when a process is proven and it, it's laid out front to back from the moment the lead comes in to the moment you're asking for a referral and a review and really getting them, by the mm-hmm. way, we know that that's all there and all proven. So why do or why don't people take advantage of this? What's in the way of people becoming like Edwin and running the play and running the play and even drilling with family, he said, to make this happen? So there is a thought that goes behind it. And you touched on that earlier, but I'd like to expand and really give some depth to it. Some people, they have the emotional problem is there. Like there's an emotional reason why they would invest in a trainer, right? But for some, just the act of investing cures that emotional problem. It doesn't make it better, but in their mind there, it's almost like having a blanket. And you're like, oh, things are better now. I'm okay. I'll be able to figure this out. The thing is, is that some people aren't willing to be wrong. And it's that fear of being wrong or that fear of failure takes people who are not willing to even step up to the plate to swing. They keep saying, I'm in the batting cages. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm warming up. It's like, no, sometimes we have to actually step onto the field and practice. And sometimes you're going to have to lose. Are you willing to lose in order to win? That is the real difference between someone who's going to become an all-star and someone who's just going to be a tool jockey. Yeah, totally, man. And I'm always reminded of this story this time. And I remember back when my daughter was five years old, I loved this story to death and it's cemented in my brain. I can't unsee this. Mm-hmm. We're driving down the road and she's still in a car seat in the back of this Dodge Ram work truck I was in and she's in the middle. So I can see her in my rear view mirror, little pigtails, cute little thing. And she's mm-hmm. got this little McDonald's orange juice in her lap and she's sucking on a straw. And I miss a turn and I go, dang, I missed the turn. And she says, that's okay, dad. Mistakes are how we learn. And mm-hmm. I remember I almost had to pull over. At this time, I'm about 28 years old. I'm not that old. I I had my daughter pretty young. I think I was 23 when that happened. So she's in kindergarten, right? That's how she knows this. I didn't teach her this. I had forgotten. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten from all the amount of convergent thinking that the education system gives us. The binary answer, zero or one, yes or no. It's easy Mm -hmm. to mark. And it's constantly telling us that mistakes are not okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm in this moment, this this moment of clarity where a five-year-old has just opened my brain back up 
and I have to question myself and my life. And that question went like this. Why am I not okay with making mistakes? That's a hard pill to swallow. It really is when you actually physically look at yourself. But what answer did you give yourself at that point? Oh, man, I'm still answering it. <laughs> right? Because if we consider, I mean, we're in a room full of electricians. I've got some industrial background. So programmable logic. I mean, I see the world as inputs and outputs. We've got this little thing called the reticular activating system. And it's the accumulation of everything that's ever been said about us or that we've observed about us becomes what we hold true about ourselves. And that reticular activating system, I mean, let me ask you guys, if you're watching or listening right now, how many times have you breathed since the beginning of this episode? How many times has your heart beat? How many times have you blinked? If it's right? me, probably not a whole lot, right? <laughs> for, for all of us, we don't know the answer. And it's because your subconscious is really running 95% of your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> James says 12. Good count, James. There you oh, go. Beats or 12 blinks. We're not sure, but, <laughs> but your subconscious is running the majority of your life. So it's so crazy to think that, hey, all these little observations, all these little lessons from your childhood, everything that's ever happened to you that wasn't fair, that was wrong. Is it crazy to think that stuff's not adding up and fixing your output on a subconscious and automated level as well? So the answer to your question is I'm still answering it. Why am I so afraid of mistakes? All I know is guys, my heart still skips a beat. And when it does, I think, okay, it's anxiety or excitement, but I'm excited. Let's go. And you run straight at it. Mm -hmm. I watched a show yesterday where a guy, you know, some adventurer, explorer, survival, seven hardest days. If you guys ever seen this show, but at one point he actually found an oasis in the desert. Last thing he expected point is it gets to a waterfall and decides, Hey, I've got to jump in about three seconds, drops a stone off counts one, two says, okay, yeah, I'll survive that. And then he just jumps, throws his bag and jumps as he hits the, the water. You could see he was doing a couple of look down, look up, hits the water, does great, swims to the side, grabs the camera and admits, he goes, that was a lot further than I thought. I'm glad I just went for it. If you would have sat up there and looked at it, he could have been there all day. And what would his mind have said to him? Unfortunately, he probably would have been like, you know what? You can't do this. There's a risk associated with it. You know, I too shallow. Yeah. You know, I believe it or not. Um, so I studied martial arts for years. And one of the things that the first time I ever learned how to do a backflip, I learned just by saying I just needed to do it. It was one of those things where like, I'm looking at it and instead of thinking you're going to crush your head, you're going to be paralyzed forever. This is not going to work. No one's ever, I just, I did it. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I can do it. Okay. Now I can do it in the future. So sometimes you're right. Whether it's jumping off a bridge or trying to do something else crazy, it's better to just run towards it. If you feel like that's going to fulfill your life because running and having an unfulfilled life leads nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm reminded of the scientific method and I've got a bit of a passion note to strike here, but scientific method never proves anything. It disproves things. Right. And we've said this before. Mm -hmm. People will tell us, oh, this part of the process won't work in the South. That won't work oh, west yeah. side of the Mississippi. 
Mm-hmm. This, this stuff's based on thousands of years of human psychology. Honestly, we made the, these scripts, this process up, as Joseph said in the beginning of this episode, it's accumulation of all of our work combined. We spend hours a week putting this stuff together for you guys. But it's not new. The concepts are very, very old. And people in the East are not that different from people in the West. Mm-hmm. They're still people. We all still have families. We all still have children. We all still have wants, needs, desires, emotional connections, trials, tribulations. There are things that make a person a person. And that doesn't mean the location that they were born. Absolutely. So let's be honest about what really stops us from this level of success. It's it's ourselves and the inability to take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen it too. I've done it. There are things that have been in the way. And the question always becomes, how long am I going to tolerate this? As they say, we don't rise to our greatest ability. We fall to the lowest uh, version of ourselves that we'll tolerate. So that, that toleration is such a key word and moment and realization. This whole thing is how long will I tolerate this? these results that I'm not happy with and what will I take action on to make that different? Exactly. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I was so proud of Edwin today, because, you know, anytime someone learns a process, it's not easy to learn and master a process. Like it's not, but the fact is, is that if you start off and you say, all right, it's going to sound robotic, but I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to get a little bit better but I'm still going to do it. I'm going to fail and I'm still going to do it. Eventually, and this is the magic, eventually after the repetition, it can become muscle memory. And when it becomes muscle memory, now you're able to do a process that you're not immediately emotionally connected to. So that if you get rejected from it, or someone says something that might've hurt you emotionally, it doesn't hit you. You've got an emotional armor in a way. And say, you know what? It's okay. It's the process. Let me look at the process and figure out what I can diagnose and what I can restore. Rather than it's me, I'm the problem. They hate me. And that Absolutely. difference is huge. Massive, massive, massive. And I'm going to talk to the, the smaller guys for just a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Anyone can listen to this. But the smaller guys, I mean, maybe you're just alone out there. You've got just a couple people. There's an exercise I often do to give myself a fresh um, perspective, a little reference. And this exercise, honestly, when I'm in anxiety mode and I'm scared to try something or feeling fearful at all, which by the way, fear is an acronym, false evidence appearing real, Mm -hmm. which is anxiety in itself, anticipating a result that's likely not even going to happen. But I often ask myself, what's my worst case scenario? If I try this and I really go at this thing, run for it head on, and it doesn't work, then what? And for all of you, these small guys, all that means is, well, you still got your van, you still got your, your skills and experience. And assuming we're talking about running this play, you still have a process to go and use knowing what your average ticket was, knowing what your mistakes were. In fact, you're better now even after some minimal financial collapse, like the worst case isn't that bad because you still have the value to put in the hour. Mm -hmm. You still have the value to bring to the homeowner. So no one can take that from you. 
And that's what I call see money. Is one of my mentors, Kyle Cease, taught me. Yeah, James says, fuck everything and run. Love it. Absolutely. This is, as Joey said, building blocks for a, a strong foundation. As one of my mentors, Kyle Cease, told me, well, I heard, along with a bunch of other people on a podcast, that mm -hmm. this differentiation of three types of money. I may have spoken about this before, but A money, B it. money, C money. A money is today money, what we spend on rent, bills, fuel, groceries, all that stuff. It's in and out, in and out all the time. B money, however, B money is that investment money, money you want to make money. Okay, that's important too. But then there's C money. And C money, as I understand it, is the money no one can take from you. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. It's the stuff you invest to your personal development, right? Edwin demonstrated our process today. We know our process produced massive results for you, Joseph, as well as countless other electricians that we've displayed throughout the various posts in our wind walls in the tune of hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in growth in total in coach-assisted revenues, right? So we know it works and Edwin's taken this now and repeated this process enough that he memorized it and delivered it like a human today and sounded great. It was I, great. Great is an understatement. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful because when you can demonstrate that you have the kind of determination to practice in front of your family and the fact that we were getting texts saying, I feel like I'm sounding like a different person, but in a good way, it's like, this is good. I'm improving my character. I'm improving who I am. I'm offering great service. Oh, you can tell I'm getting emotional about it. It's just, it means so much. It means so much to me to know that this process is putting good into the world. Absolutely. I'm so grateful to be able to have done that. Absolutely. I mean, we have to use that sales word, but it's not that. It's serving people at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And that means, as we've talked about before, again, really being in tune with what are their needs, desires, and problems. What's mm -hmm. their quality of life and how do I improve it? Yeah. In addition to that, instead of saying to someone being like, well, what can I sell you? Instead say, how can I make you happier by me being here? Right? Like there's so many opportunities to make someone happy. And if you've got a process that's geared to identify what would make them happiest, who loses? You do. They do. Everyone does, honestly. So I'm just going to be straight now, straightforward and call it out, right? If you guys are out there, you're running your business, things are going great, but, or maybe good, not great. Maybe you're feeling good about it. Maybe you're not, maybe you're feeling down about it. But if you're not offering some form of club membership, something that allows you to extend that client relationship into the future mm -hmm. and creates a plan to continuously serve them, you're missing out. If mm -hmm. when you present to a client, you're showing them pricing before going through options that add value to their life, you're cheating yourself and them. We know mm -hmm. people wake up with money objections. That's not the secret. Everyone is trying to manage their money. Everyone starts cheap first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. If you're going to the, that presentation, the same presentation, and we're not offering six options, you're missing out. They're missing out. If after that presentation 
it's an opportunity call and there's a gap there and we haven't followed up. You're missing out. Right? And if that process isn't all laid out to play it out consistently, you're definitely missing out. Did I miss anything there? No, but one thing I want to speak to is I love the passion that you have behind your words. Because the thing is, you can tell when someone's trying to sell something versus when someone is trying to speak from the heart. And one thing I've always respected about you, Clay, is the fact that they truly mean everything that you're saying. And I absolutely love that about you. In the first couple of weeks of us doing this podcast, one of our other um, clients now, Justin, came forward and said, look, I did just what you guys said on the podcast. And it turned into a $6,400 sale of a job I otherwise would have made a mess of. Mm-hmm. The top thing he said was, I treated this person like a doctor. I gave them options and I tried to think about that quality going forward, ways to help them out. It turned into a massive relationship, really, considering it was a little call. Mm-hmm. That's all this is founded in. It's just like you said, who's losing, right? It's not just us, it's them, the clients. If we actually serve a client and only do what they called to ask for, then that means we likely also left them in that scarcity money mindset. Mm -hmm. And that means they're no better off either. Okay, they got a new light fixture. Yeah, please. Yeah, I was going to say, when people operate from a fear, place of scarcity, there's something very interesting that's happening. Because if something is scarce, does it become more valuable or less valuable? More. It becomes more valuable, right? But so many electricians tend on almost over trying to be like trying to overly enthusiastic offer their services. And by doing so, actually make themselves less scarce and therefore less valuable. If instead we only focused on how will me being here make this customer happier, both emotionally, financially, and safely, I can guarantee that I'm doing things for the right reasons. And when you do things for the right reasons, you can always go to sleep with your head on the pillow the right way. Yeah, I love that. I love it, man. This has been a great show. Um, what else were we supposed to touch on? We got the process and the role play. Yeah, I was going to say, those would be the action and the all-star actions. I already got them teed up for you, buddy. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, let's jump right into that then. Yeah, go ahead. Give us an action, man. Okay, so an action to take. The first, like, okay, bare minimum action is get a process, right? You can't study a process if you don't have one. Whether that means you invest in a trainer or you look online, or you read books, whatever you're going to do, you need to find a process and commit to it. Good. Just going to interject a little bit. Even if you currently have a process and you mm-hmm. feel like, hey, I'm getting adequate results. I like what we're doing. It's the easiest thing for me to do. We still have to get it drawn out and trainable. Mm-hmm. It needs to be written. My post on that today was just about this. It sucks to do that. It's not the most fun on the planet. But how will you ever train it and have autonomy in your staff if you can't articulate what the process is? 100%. Got to be written in stone. Sorry, continue. Nicely. No, I was going to say chiseled, chiseled into the block, my friend. Yeah. So the all-star action is different. It's different almost on a level of magnitude that 
you can't even compare it to. The bare minimum action was have a process. The all-star action is be the process. Mm. You need to have this and adopt this into who you are. Literally, the reason why I became so successful using it is because this was my means of communicating to other people. And as a result, it improved both the quality of my life and the financial quality of the life. But what you need to do to make that actually happen is to say, okay, is this written? If it's written, I need to read it. If it's not written, maybe I can record myself saying it and I'm going to listen to it. Maybe I need to visualize it, stand in front of the mirror and do it. Maybe you're going to be like Edwin and role play with your family. Like literally, if you have a spouse, go to the front door and knock on it. Ask them if they're going to have a, if they have a problem in the house that needs fixed. Go for it. Do everything in your power to become what you are trying to emulate. When you can say this process is me, eventually the inputs that you're putting in will say, you know what? He's right. This is me. And then it becomes muscle memory. And at that point, it sounds natural and authentic and genuine and heartfelt. And it's just, it was just so beautifully done. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely agree with that. Congrats. And um, just remember, guys, that communication is only 30% the words we use. So that mirror is important. It's important mm -hmm. to do it with people. Take the action. Mind the, mind the tonality. Mind the tempo. Right? Learn to speak it slower. Lots of people, when they don't practice, you'll see them come in and they'll speak at this speed, like, like I do when I'm really passionate about something. But it's not because I'm trying to sell you something. It's because I want you to get it. Right? What does that convey when I speak like that? It shows you're passionate about what you're talking about. It elevates, yeah, the tempo's up. So the energy is up. So the, the, the emphasis is up. But you may want to slow it down, right? Have heartfelt mm -hmm. questions that are understood on the first go around. May I? Yeah. Literally, I heard an expression, and I'm not sure where I heard it from, but it rings true. And it says, in sales a pause can be just as heavy or heavier than any word you use. Sometimes what you're not saying and taking the time to effectively and really tactfully use your pauses and your silences and your tempo is just as important as any word you would say. Absolutely. So Clay, you were a thousand percent right. And you know what? That said, we're playing off each other. We got to end this guy's final nugget right here. The time where people will speak the fastest that needs to be avoided is right after you give a price. And the kind of shit you'll say is, oh, it's that price because, um, and that's why we drug test everyone. And um, that's why we market this and, um, and this is, and what do you think? And they're like, no. Yeah, I don't want, no, I don't want none of that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're selling. I don't want none of that. That's the time to do that pause. Deliver the price, zip it. I don't care if it takes three minutes, longest three minutes of your life, zip it and wait. Amen. All right, we did it. Okay, this has been another Electropreneur Secrets. Thanks for joining us, guys. Remember, if you have any Q&A stuff you want answered, you want us to cover a topic specific to something you're going through today, something you anticipate going through this week, something with your process, objections, please let us know in the group. Comment below on this live if you'd like. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. As always, we are here to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. Woo! See you next time.